so dramatic right now. I, I just read the prayer, the opening of the Mass, and it's the last prayer in the book before we start Holy Week, the last one. And on the next page was a big drawing uh, uh, of, uh, of the Passion in the week to come. And so the church sets us up, the last Mass, the last prayer before the vigil of, of, of um, um, Palm Sunday this, this evening. We hear also a setup in this reading. The last events setting up, at least in the Gospel of John, the passion that is to follow. Jesus has left Jerusalem, and is he coming back? Is he going to come over to the Passover? They've already set out a plot to kill him. So the stage is all set, and the great uh, drama, the great passion is about to follow. When we look at this story, we see all the external events, all the decisions, all the things that are being said, everything that people are doing, which is kind of how we look at our own faith and the action of sin in our lives. People come and confess their sins. I lied, I stole, I did this, I didn't do that, I should have done this. And in a way, when we keep it out there, in a way we miss the point. Because anything we do out here, we lie, we cheat, we steal, we did this, we didn't do that, we did all these things which we confess. The real truth is that something deep inside is happening that causes these. This is where sin happens, way deep inside us. This is where grace happens, way deep inside us. And many times we have trouble listening down in here. And this is where we need to listen most of all. In the movies, you'll see some uh, movies sometimes where somebody's going to make this awful decision. What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? And suddenly a little angel pops up on one side and says, don't do it. Don't do it. And they look at this little angel and then this little devil pops over here. Do it. Do it. No, don't. Yes, do it. Don't. Do it. And then they decide. And what do they often decide? To do it. And why? Because they aren't listening deep within this is a little drama that gets portrayed. It's kind of like the serpent in the garden with Eve. Eat the apple, then you'll be equal to God. What are the voices that people listen to? Listen in this gospel again. Many of the Jews had come to Mary. They believed because they saw what he had done. Some of them went to the Pharisees, told them what Jesus had done, these great acts, these healings, raising people from the dead, blah, blah, blah. So... What happened to the chief priests and Pharisees? They said, we better call a meeting. Something's coming up here. And this is what they said. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? This man keeps performing signs. And the people are believing in him. And what's next? If everyone believes in them and he weakens the people, maybe the Romans are going to come and take our land and our nation. So fear began to rise in them. We're going to lose everything because of this man. So Caiaphas, the chief high priest that year, this is the one who had to make the decisions, and he prophesies, and he says, dummies, you dummies, don't you see what we have to do? Should the whole nation perish, or maybe it's the time that one man has to die for all? There's the choice. So they looked at things, and in fear, 
making all kinds of presumptions, in fear, they made their decision. How many times do we make decisions in fear? I better lie to my mommy and daddy or I'll get in trouble. Afraid of getting in trouble, so I lie. I want that so bad. I, why can't I have that candy that everybody else has? I'll just steal it. Is that the best motivation? I want what everyone else has. Could say, well, why don't you go work for it? Go collect bottles and buy it. That's what I did as a kid, collect bottles. But I want it. I should have it. So I steal it. Somebody hurts my feelings, I'll pay them back. And then we do something mean to them. Because that inner voice, fear, anger, hurt, sadness, whatever, they're strong voices. But the key, the clue is, how do we listen to God? How do we listen to God? Did you hear what God said in that first reading? Thus says the Lord God, I will take the children of Israel from among the nations to which they have come, gather them from all sides to bring them back to their land. I will make them one nation, one nation. There shall be one prince for them all. Never again they shall be two nations. They'll never be divided. I will keep them one. What do you think God wants for you and me? Goodness or badness? Pain and sorrow or joy and grace? I don't know about you, but I know what I believe. My God always wants good. And even when bad things happen, accidents and pain and sorrows and rejection and difficulties, I say... Okay, God, here's the plate I've been given. It's a mess. How are you going to bring grace and love out of this? How are you going to do it? And I look and I listen and I wait because I know God will give me what I need. He'll strengthen me. He'll, he'll help me to, to get rid of my fears and, and not trust those, not, not trust the illusion. We need to listen way deep in our spirit. And not just listen, we need to ask God actively, God, how are you going to lead me out of this? God, where is your grace? God, this is a mess. How are you going to help me? This week, we heard a horrible tragedy a couple days ago. A bus with people from inner city schools, poor kids, was going from their high schools up to Humboldt to a university up north because they were going to check out the campus. They're going to get scholarships and help to go to a college and get a great education. And on their way up, a truck crossed a line, crashed into them. I think it was nine kids were killed, five kids were killed, uh, some adults, the drivers. Did God want that to happen? Did God want it to happen? I don't believe it. God doesn't make things like that happen. But it happened. And I read this morning in the paper that they said they stopped for two short stops for a soda, for something like that. And so one could say, if they just hadn't stopped, it wouldn't have happened. Why did it happen? Well, bad things happen all the time. That's part of life. You can't have a life where everything good happens or else you're not living life. There are no guarantees. What happens, happens. It is what it is. But when something like this happens, so tragic, so sad, so ugly, so painful, so many families hurt, so many schools hurt, even just all of us read it and we feel sadness. Wow. I say, 
This is not the time for illusion. This is not the time to let fears and, and sadness or anything take over and control us. They're there. But more than ever do we need to say, God, where are you in this? Where is the grace you're going to give? God, are you going to love us in our pain? God, are you going to open our eyes to see light in darkness? God, are you going to lift us up where we feel so sunken down? God, where are you? And when we listen deeply, it's amazing how very, very, very deeply things begin to happen. We begin to discover what we must do, how we must open. If we're not convinced of it, just read the story of this week, The Passion of Jesus Christ. We see the scene all set. Let's plan how we'll kill him. And that's what they do. And here, 2,000 years later, we hear the story of the passion and death, this awful crucifixion of Jesus Christ, and we find grace and power and hope and love come out of that cross, come out of the cross. There it is. We have to seek deep within us to find the grace, the truth, the love that is there because God is always, I believe, always, always going to put his love everywhere, but especially in the places where it's most needed. Let us stand and lift our prayers and our needs to God.